Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. To stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Congress, I'll give you five damn good reasons why the 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden, should be impeached. And I'll make it easy. I won't even bring up the fraudulent elections. Number one, treason. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. Number two, mental fitness. According to the 25th Amendment, Joe Biden does not have the mental fitness to be president, and even he knows it. You know, you don't have to stand every time I hear hail to the chief wonder, where the hell is he? <laughs> Took me a long while. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? Number three, economic sabotage. Joe Biden has single-handedly driven the nation to the brink of a collapse after shutting down our resources, depleting our oil reserves, and bleeding our military dry, all in the name of a foreign globalist agenda. Number four. All the kids under the age of 15, come on up here. Heinous felonies. There may be compromising evidence that Joe Biden is a hardcore pedophile behind closed doors while overseeing a global sex trafficking operation. And five, national security breach. Aside from allowing the Chinese to gather key information on our military installations via spy balloons. The idea that there was a dereliction of duty, is, I think, is a, is a bizarre notion. Biden told the crowd at a private fundraiser in New York, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Don't think there is any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. Since Joe Biden took office, five million illegal border crossers encountered, two million illegal aliens released into the country, another two million, over 370,000 unaccompanied alien children have been encountered on the border, and the Biden administration has lost track of 85,000 kids, 85,000 of that number, and nearly 200 on the terrorist watch list have been encountered on our border. Here's the kicker. It's all been done intentionally. Day one, January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden said no more wall, no more remain in Mexico. You get to the border, you get released into the country. Of course, Joe Biden is merely the current visage of a cabal caught with their pants down by the Durham investigation, a treasonous bureaucratic media monstrosity that knowingly lied to the American people yet faces no repercussions. Do you have direct evidence of collusion with Russia? Well, I think there is direct evidence. While there is abundant evidence of collusion, uh, but as I've said along, there's plenty of evidence of collusion. Donald Trump engaged in perverted acts with prostitutes. In reality, A, a bunch of the dossier has proven to be true. The FBI and the CIA have reportedly validated parts of it as true. Investigators have corroborated part of the uh, dossier. The dossier has been corroborated by the intelligence community. U.S. investigators have corroborated some of the allegations in that dossier. We do know that parts of it have been corroborated. Some of it, what we did corroborate in the ICA. 
And of course, it appears that more of it has been corroborated. Many of the things represented in the Steele reports were in fact true. So Andrew, in the Durham report, it says the FBI never had evidence of collusion, that's not a legal term we should note, between the Trump campaign and Russia in 2016, should never have launched a full investigation. What's your response? Yeah, I vehemently disagree with, uh, with Mr. Durham's characterizations of what we did in the report. The time for weaponizing the Department of Justice needs to come to an end. And because you refuse to prosecute real criminals that are, are violating all the crimes here in Washington, D.C., and you want to talk about D.C. residents, they are victims of your abuse of power. And because of that, I am introducing articles of impeachment on you, Mr. Graves. Immediately, the thoughts of impeachment bring up the nightmare of a Kamala Harris presidency. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes, and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context. But isn't that the very reason she is there? Impeach Joe Biden now or suffer the consequences before irreversible damage is done. It's Wednesday, May 17th, year of our Lord, 2023. And... You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow All right, welcome back, folks. Sir. Welcome to American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Interesting show today. We're going to have Laura Loomer on in the third hour to talk about Ron DeSantis and some new developments. His unstated campaign. We're joined by David Pine expert in nuclear warfare in the second hour. He, of course, so far has predicted just about everything that's occurred in Ukraine with perfect accuracy. And so we'll check in with him on the topics of Ukraine and China and the specter of nuclear combat. We have more than enough videos to show you today. They don't even fit on this one page, and I'm still adding more. (laughs) We're going to show a lot of videos from an interview that Elon Musk gave, extremely powerful interview. And we'll get into just a, a huge number of topics today that, uh, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it all goes, but we'll start today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 17th of May, 2023. Whistleblower says his entire team removed. IRS whistleblower alleges removal of an entire investigation team from the Hunter Biden probe. A whistleblower at the International Revenue Service, which is investigating Hunter Biden for potential tax violations, told lawmakers Monday his entire team was removed from the probe, according to a letter from his lawmakers obtained by USA Today. The letter says that the IRS criminal supervisory special agent, quote, was informed that he and his entire investigative team are being removed from the ongoing and sensitive investigation of the high-profile, controversial subject about which our client sought to make whistleblower disclosures to Congress. The Justice Department informed the whistleblower about the change. IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel had testified on April 27th, the House Ways and Means Committee, that no one at the agency would be retaliated against. And I, yes, that's right, folks. The head of a federal agent seemingly lied to Congress, a first in this country. 
Lawyers for the undisclosed whistleblower disagree, saying, however, this move is clearly retaliatory and could also constitute obstruction of a congressional inquiry, said the letter from Trion Levitt, president of Empower Oversight, a group representing whistleblowers, and Mark Little, a partner at Nixon Peabody. Our client has a, a right to make disclosures to Congress, the letter added. Any attempt by any government official to prevent a federal employee from furnishing information to Congress is also a direct violation of longstanding appropriations restriction. So I guess um, that's just another law they're going to break with impunity. Okay. You know, it's just at a, at a certain point, something needs to be done. Something must be done about this. So far, nothing. Well, a few things. Nothing that actually works or, or does anything. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, we'll be spending a lot of time today talking about Elon Musk's latest series of controversies. Elon Musk compares George Soros to Jewish supervillain Magneto. <laughs> I, I actually don't think he did. I think it was the, that Cranston guy who was like, yeah, Magneto's Jewish. He got his ideology from experiencing the Holocaust. <laughs> it's like because of the Holocaust, he wants to kill all of the non-Jews, non-mutants, I mean. <laughs> it's like, and that's understandable and reasonable. It's a very, it's a very weird conversation, and we'll get into it. The CEO of the Anti-Defamation League condemned Elon Musk's comparison of Soros to Magneto, a Marvel supervillain who opposes humanity. Elon Musk made a series of attacks on George Soros overnight, tweeting that the Jewish, Jewish-born investor. It's an interesting way to phrase that, Jewish-born investor. Okay, so again, he's not, he's not Jewish, right? He's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God at all. But he was born to Jews, I don't know. And uh, the and liberal philanthropist who's often subject to a virulent anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. He says he hates humanity and wants to erode the very fabric of civilization. It's, oh, Lord. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into this as well. We're going to be talking a lot today about the Jews, I think. It's uh, Jewish Heritage Month. We'll, we'll, pay, we'll pay them the respect they deserve. It's one of those things where it's like, you got this guy, George Soros, who just – I mean all the talk nowadays is about the, the DAs that are just letting criminals out and refusing to prosecute anybody and allowing American cities to descend into chaos and, and crime and violence and murder. Uh, like that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like that's the thing. You talk about George Soros. I mean my god, the number of just straight-up evil activity this man has been in. And he's just one, you know, th- there are hundreds that you'll never hear about. For some reason, he likes the attention. He likes the limelight. He puts himself out there to be the face of this despicable movement. But, you know, when you talk about George Soros, it is in a lot of ways a stand-in for the wide array of liberal philanthropists that are spending billions of dollars to openly destroy our nation. But look, you talk about George Soros, you go, look, this guy, he's funding these bad moves that I don't like. He's He's – you know, spending money to progress the American and really the worldwide culture in a direction I strongly disagree with. And he's only allowed to do this because he's got billions of dollars and politicians in his pocket like a real gangster. You know, nothing about that even mentions his heritage. You know, nothing about it reflects his heritage. You can hear that, and the average person doesn't go, 
huh, George Soros is doing all of this. Jews are bad. Like that's never that's never the the leap. That's it's kind of like if you go on Twitter and you see you know a video of some black guy just like beating the crap out of a white woman. You don't go, oh, that's that's black people for you. You go, that guy's a jackass. Man, that guy is really evil and awful and needs to be put away. But then you click the comments and like every comment is a black person being like, yeah, she deserves it. Like, yeah, you're getting yours now, whitey. And it's like, oh, maybe there is a bigger dish. Maybe there is a bigger issue here. See, criticizing George Soros not doesn't, you know, doesn't make most people anti-Semitic, doesn't convince people to be anti-semitic but then when the adl and jonathan greenblatt and the jewish committee and the president of israel all come out in strident defense of george soros you go well maybe there maybe maybe there's something going on here we should be concerned about again we'll get into it a little bit later but it's like it's not the criticism of george soros that makes people raise an eyebrow uh, but when you criticize george soros and literally every powerful Jewish organization comes to his defense. Is there something we should be concerned about? I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, more than one in six adults have depression as the rates rise to record levels in the U.S., survey finds. Depression is more widespread than ever in the United States. According to a new report from Gallup, about 18% of adults, more than one in six, say they are depressed or receiving treatment for depression, a jump of more than 7%. Percentage points since 2015, when Gallup first started polling on the subject, nearly three in ten adults have been clinically diagnosed with depression at some point in their lifetime, according to the survey, which is also a record high. They say the COVID-19 pandemic took undeniable toll on mental health, to which I reply, of course, it wasn't the COVID-19 pandemic. It was all of the ridiculous measures taken with COVID-19 pandemic as an excuse for which we very, very stridently opposed you know, any of these things but they did them anyway and called us conspiracy theorists and told us to shut up and you wonder why people are depressed these days because you are making them depressed on purpose obviously and i mean it's also really the sad part about this is that uh, this is the number of people who are receiving treatment for depression when just a few months ago you know it was admitted and revealed that like antidepressants do not work at all and they are addictive. Like once you get on them, it's extremely difficult to get off. They do significantly mess up the chemistry in your brain and your hormones, and they, you know, permanently alter your mind. Uh, but they don't actually do anything to combat depression. Uh, and it's weird because that came out a couple months ago, and like nothing changed. Like they're still just prescribing these things at the SSRIs, the mass murder drugs. Nothing about it has stopped or even slowed down. And uh, so it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get significantly worse. It has everything to do with the fact that our culture is a depressing, hellish mess right now. Uh, Probably because it's so white supremacist and conservative. That's probably what it is. The dynamic duo is finally back in stock. I gotta say, Batman is the triiodine X3 and Robin is the ultimate krill oil. These two things together synergistically do things to your cells and your body and your heart and your lungs and your arteries and your veins and just everything. They are incredible. The triiodine is essential to live. The ultimate krill oil does amazing things to your brain, your whole body. I love the dreams it gives me, but I take a couple capsules before I go to bed. These are amazing products. They're both back in stock. 
One is 40% off. The other is 25% off. You need to experience X3 finally back in stock. Sold out for more than six months at InfoWarsTore.com. And I would particularly advise you to experience it with the Ultimate Krill Oil. These things together are amazing. They are synergistic. X3 Ultimate Krill Oil. Back in stock. InfoWarsTore.com. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy, Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger, and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof, sold out for over two years. Just didn't get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. Taking a record. Really a, a war front broadcast here. Coming to you live from the front lines of the information war had some interesting developments in that regard. First, a um, happy anniversary to El Salvador. El Salvador enjoys 365 murder-free days after Bukele's crackdown on MS-13 and other gangs. El Salvador has accumulated 365 murder-free days since Pre- President Nayib Bukele took office in 2019. The Salvadorian leader has announced, he announced this on Thursday, having enjoyed just a single day without a registered homicide in the 15 years prior. So for 15 years, they only have one day without a murder, a person who actually wants to fight back against the criminals gets into office. And since 2019, they've had 365 days without a murder. Absolutely incredible. The precipitous drop in homicide rates one of the world's in one of the world's most crime-ridden countries has been impressive and has been particularly prominent in the first five months of this year. There have been 97 murder-free days so far this year up until May 13th, up significantly from the 27 days recorded in the same period in 2022 and three days in 2021. So making noticeable, measurable progress year over year in their war against the criminal cartels. It's important to note that the government is not claiming these days were consecutive, but it still represents an unprecedented feat for a country that many experts said had the highest murder rate in the world before Bukele took power. Now the question is, why is Bukele not being celebrated around the world? Why is he not on a whirlwind international tour explaining to other world leaders his massive success? Why instead do you have the New York Times and others writing articles about how dangerous this is, saying, yes, he's stopped murder, but at what cost? Well, at the cost of locking up criminals, you weirdos. Why is that not happening? Because the powers that be find 
crisis and suffering and innocent people being murdered, very convenient to their manufactured crises that they use to gain more power. They don't want you to know how easy it is. They don't want you to know how simple the solutions are. They would much rather you go down the tangled rabbit hole west uh, nest warren of, well, it's a, it's a it's financial incentives and and the means of production and uh, mental illness and we have to have uh, social workers as police. It's just like you just lock up the criminals. It really is that simple. It really, really is as easy as just putting the criminals away or to death. And then it's over and then nobody's committing crimes anymore. Then children can play at the parks again and families can go to the market and not be in fear for their lives. And small businesses can operate without having to pay a portion of their proceeds to some criminal gang so they aren't murdered in their sleep. Life can go on as normal in a peaceful, beautiful, lovely way without the constant threat of violent murder hanging over their head at every second. It really is that simple. It really is that easy. And when you understand that and you understand that the people in power understand that, you start to realize that not just the open border, not just the huge number of things you can point to as obviously by design and a part of a wider agenda, but just everything, everything that we see as failures in this country, the chaos, the madness, the insanity that we are constantly confronted with every single day in our headlines is all a choice. It's all a choice being made by the people in power to willfully disregard the obvious solutions to these problems in favor of whatever gives them more power, more control, whatever inspires more chaos so they can use that to carry out even more of their despicable schemes. When you understand that just putting somebody in charge who actually prioritizes crime fighting, the problem goes away. And the only issue is that the people in power now are the criminals. They are the ones doing this to us. They might have the foot soldiers, the thugs on the street actually committing the crimes, but the real beneficiaries at the end of the day are the people in the halls of power. And they don't want you to realize how easy it is to replace them with somebody who actually cares and to solve all of the issues that they continually take advantage of in order to enslave humanity. I mean, it's just... It's 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 the best example you can possibly point to, El Salvador. I mean, when you go from not like, yeah, murder was kind of bad to it's not so bad, but from the worst in the world to the best in the world. I mean, that is revolutionary change. That's a revolutionary transition. And it was done without the revolutionary impulse to tear down the old systems in order to try to fabricate new ones and to pun it, you know have the revolution roll into authoritarian control where you're just using the powers that you have ostensibly to fight crime to go after your political enemies. You can just be a good person. You can just hire and elect good people with decent morals and a positive agenda, and they can just go after the criminals, eradicate them from public life, and allow the country to return to some sense of normalcy. It really is that simple. It really is a solution as easy as that, and they are desperate to cover this up and act like what's happening with Bukele is, is some sort of authoritarian, you know, dangerous trend that we have to stop in its tracks. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being a writer for something like the New York Times, seeing this massive precipitous drop in murder rates, seeing people in El Salvador literally weeping, saying, we have our neighborhood back, we have our park back, I can go with my son and play 
soccer at the park without being confronted by some tattooed demons who want to scalp us for 50, 50 cents. I mean, can you imagine seeing the huge success, the just uh, solely positive developments in El Salvador and going, how do I make this look bad? How do I scare the rest of the countries in the Southern Hemisphere or in the Northern Hemisphere for that matter? How do I scare them away from this obvious solution? You know, how, how, do, I, how do I bury this cure for cancer? How do I disguise this miraculous transition so that nobody else tries to copy this i mean can you imagine how despicable how evil how fallen these people are and how the rest of america just goes along with it probably doesn't even know that what's happening in el salvador is even happening and if only they knew if only they knew how simple all of this was when you see the rising crime rates when you see the falling birth rates when you see the overwhelming corruption at the very top of our government that's gone on unchecked for decade upon decade being laid out in black and white whether it's the Durham report or the whistleblower exposés or just the things that these people say themselves on tape on camera like they're just completely open about it now when you understand just how coordinated just how purposeful just how on purpose all of this suffering is you realize none of this is just a natural part of modernity well it's the modern world well the modern world is so crazy we've got murder and chaos and division and racial strife and all this stuff and it's the mod- it's not the modern world there's nothing about the modern world that requires we live in chaos and violence absolutely nothing with a change of leadership with people in charge that actually value and love the american people rather than seeing them as you know economic fruits to be squeezed of their juices until they're husks and then you know discarded as waste like when you have people that actually value the citizens and put them first and put in place common sense policies to stop the endless suffering of innocence then the problems get solved they get cleaned up so these people that run our country want the chaos they want the violence it's on purpose we have to get rid of them and then the problems will be over just weeks ago i warned the world that the globalists were going to move against tucker carlson and take him off the air people said no way he's the most popular would ever happen they've got quadrillions in stolen money they only had tucker carlson on the air because they believe they could control him but as soon as they figured out they couldn't he was taken off the air it's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand. Please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsTore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsTore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. We'll be joined 
in the next hour by Laura Loomer. Talk about some new information she has about Ron DeSantis. And we'll be joined by David Pine in the third hour, expert on nuclear warfare, to discuss the latest saber-rattling with China and Russia. Of course, you support everything that we do here by going to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support this singular outlet for truth, this, this ship of reality afloat in a sea of lies. Help us stay afloat at InfoWarsStore.com. Survival Shield X3 is back in stock. That is the powerful nascent iodine with, you know, it's, it's this type of iodine that actually absorbs uh, into you. You know, that's one of the things about vitamins. If you take too much of them, they just don't get absorbed in your body. You just pass them and, and they don't do anything for you. So you've got to have uh, the right stuff. You've got to have the best stuff so it actually absorbs and you're actually getting the benefit for the amount of, you know, whether it's vitamins or iodine that you're actually taking. So with our formula, Survival Shield X3, you're getting the maximum absorption. So none is going to waste. And that tiny bottle, it looks tiny. It might seem tiny. It's got something like three months worth in there if you take it every single day as directed. So 90 servings in that one little bottle. So you're getting a huge bang for your buck in every possible way for the amount that you're absorbing, the amount that's in it, and just that it takes such a little amount to be a, a full serving of iodine. So go today to InfoWarsStore.com, get Survival Shield X3, see what it can do for you. And of course, as we talked about yesterday, we're in this weird situation of like we're, we're doing a victory lap at the same time as still running the race. Like we, we've been proven right about pretty much everything, pretty much everything at this point. Just everything we've talked about for decades, finally, people are coming around to understanding at least the, inde- the independent, the singular aspects of what we talk about. Not everybody's ready for the true awakening where you actually put it all together. We're seeing the stars. We haven't yet connected them to draw the constellation of global government and you know, just human slavery and how it all plays into each other. But like independently, everybody realizes that the so-called conspiracy theories were right all along. And yet we have so much more to do. And yet that's just the beginning. That's just that's just the uh, beachfront, the, the landing force in this what promises to be massive campaign to reclaim our stolen land. That is the entire earth. Now, Elon Musk is proving to be just an increasingly valuable and, I don't know what you'd say, awake, an increasingly powerful proponent for the so-called conspiracy theorist, for the free speech that allows us to actually discuss what's going on in the world. Really, Twitter has undergone a massive transformation, and man, the people in charge are just just so, so not happy with any of this. He gave an interview with just bombshell after bombshell. I'm wondering where to even begin. I guess we'll just begin with Elon Musk trashing Biden in a very sort of calm and deliberate way. He's not going crazy. He's not going off the rails, but he is expressing what I think a lot of us can relate to clip number 13 here. Elon Musk expresses Biden Gret saying, I wish we 
wish we could just have a normal human being as president. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if the most powerful person in the entire world, the president of these United States, was just like not a despicable old creepy pervert? Wouldn't that be something? Let's watch. You voted for it. I did, actually. Do you regret that? I mean, man, I... I wish we could have just a normal human being as president. That's what I want. I think if if if, if we could, you know, there's that that old saying of like, we're better we're better off being run by um, uh, by people picked at random from the phone book than the faculty of Harvard. Yeah. I don't know who said that, but someone very wise. Um, and and I, I I would I would say if we could do that for the president. That, that would you be think great. That would be I just official. So you're not, obviously you're not happy with Biden. Don't we all just want a normal human being? To be whatever the president? that means. Whatever. You know, I'm not even sure uh, anymore what normal means. No, but I mean, like, you you're know, not just, even sure what normal means. I don't know. Just so you want somebody who's competent. That's think, helpful. Yes, I, I think uh, de- definitely um, somebody's executive ability is underrated since the president is effectively the chief executive officer of the country. Um, it, it actually matters if they are a good ex- executive officer. Yeah. It's, it's not simply a matter of do they share your beliefs and, the, you know, um, but, but are they good at, at getting things done? There's a lot of decisions that need to be made every day. Um, many of them are unrelated to uh, moral beliefs, um, you know. Right. And, um, and you just want a good executive. Because <laughs> they're, they're CEO of America. They are. Guys, <laughs> like, what is normal even more anymore? You know, I mean, maybe it is normal to have a president who takes orders from a person dressed up like the Easter Bunny and then immediately does what they say. Maybe it's normal to have a president whose own daughter's diary describes how he used to take showers with her that made her so uncomfortable she stopped taking showers when he was still awake. I mean, maybe that's normal. Maybe it's normal to have a first family that is, for all intents and purposes, a mob family continually using their positions of power in the American government to enrich themselves and sell out the American people. Maybe that's just normal now. Maybe it's normal to have a president of the United States who's business partners with his son who is a crack-addled whoremonger, lifelong criminal, and pervert himself. I mean, maybe this is just normal now. Maybe if we just do this enough to you people, you'll start to just think this is the way things are supposed to be rather than awakening from this enforced nightmare sleep state that we've been indoctrinated into and understand that it's not normal. The normal thing is to have decent people with intelligence and and honor and morality, not to have decrepit old psychopaths and their criminal cabal running this country. That's not normal, and you understand that, interviewer dude. There's always thing. I mean, th- this guy has to like pretend to be so stupid. It's really kind of uh, annoying. Uh, let's go to clip number 14 here. Elon Musk schools in CB- CNBC gives lessons on media psyops in this remarkable exchange. Let's watch. And you link to somebody who's talking about the guy who killed children in a mall in, in Allen, Texas. And you, you say something like it might be a bad psyop. I'm not quite sure what you meant, but it was, I think, incorrectly ascribed to be a white supremacist action. Um, and the evidence for that uh, was some obscure Russian website that no one's ever heard of that had no followers. Um, and the, the, the company that, came, that found this is Bellingcat. Right. And do you know what Bellingcat does? PSYOPs. Right. 
I couldn't really even follow exactly what it was you were trying to express there, so that's part why I was curious. I'm, but I'm saying that I thought this, the, 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 the and, uh, and 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 that the information for that uh, came from an obscure Russian website and was somehow magically found by Bellingcat, which is a company that does psyops. And there's no proof, by the way, that he was not. There's no. I would say that there's no proof that he is. And that's a debate you want to get into on Twitter? Yes. Because we should not be ascribing things to white supremacy uh, if, it, if, if it's false. <laughs> Whoa, man. Whoa. That's not the way things work, okay? We call things white supremacy, and then you apologize for it, okay? That's the way this works. You don't look into whether or not it's the actual thing. You don't actually you know, take our words for what they mean and actually try to come to a, you just, it's blood libel on white people and you're supposed to feel bad about it. Okay. Of course, you know, in this, in that exchange, he says, uh, I don't think there's any proof that he wasn't a white supremacist, which like that statement alone is retarded. Okay. Is there any proof that you're not a white supremacist? Oh, oh, got you now, idiot. But also, there is absolutely proof he's not a white supremacist. He literally wrote in those same posts that they used for proof he was a white supremacist. He wrote, quote, I don't like white people. He didn't like white people. He was an edgy dumbass who thought that Hitler was cool because he thought evil things were cool. It's not that complicated. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you. And that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you always to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. First 
hour is flying by. We're going to go to more videos of Elon Musk as he's been making waves recently, not just with this latest interview on CNBC, but also some of his comments on Twitter that come up as questions in the, the CNBC interview. We'll take a look at all of it. Again, Elon is he's, he is um, I think he's Batman. I think he might be ba- I think he might be the hero that we need right now. Videos on Infowars.com. Elon Musk educates NBC hack that some conspiracy theories turned out to be true. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. And, and the, the CNBC willful idiot pretends that he doesn't know this, just like he pretends not to know what Elon Musk is saying when he's like uh, that Hispanic guy who didn't like white people maybe wasn't a white supremacist. He's like, what are you? What? What are you saying? But a, but a CIA propaganda outlet said that he was a white supremacist because of defunct user on a russian website said so so what what do you mean what do you mean questioning the statements of our uh, propaganda outlets i don't understand you understand you understand you're just a despicable liar here's the article from Infowars: hispanic quote white supremacist mass shooter mauricio garcia said white people are quote a race i don't like like i mean i i don't know can it get any more clear than that white people are a race i don't like wow classic classic white supremacist sentiment right there just it's just completely insane uh, and they get into george soros as well elon musk schools reporter on conspiracy theories by pointing out that the hunter biden laptop was real i believe that might be in this Next one. Let's go now to clip number 22 here. Powerful statement by Elon Musk. But how do you make a choice? You don't see, I mean, in terms of when you're going to engage. I mean, for example, even today, Elon, you, you, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. Well, I'm looking for it because I want to make sure I quote it properly. But I mean, you know what you wrote, but you basically it reminds me of Magneto's is like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a, like a federal well, you case s- out of it. <laughs> you, also, no, you said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization and Soros hates humanity. Like when you do something like that, do you yeah, think, I think about, that's true? That's my opinion. OK, but why share it? Why share why it? Share it? Hold on. Let's just pause it right there. Why share- just pause right there. That exchange right there sort of sums up everything. That's my opinion. The other guy says, but why share it? Why share it? Why not silence yourself? Why have an opinion uh, that we, your enemies, don't like? And then why express that opinion? It's my opinion. But why share it? That alone. You think this guy ever lies in bed at night and just wonders, like, what the hell am I doing with my life? I'm sitting here asking the richest man in the world, at least one of them definitely one of the most powerful men in the world like why do you feel the right to express opinions that you know i don't like these people man sorry let's go let's go back to the um interrogation here when people who buy teslas may not agree with you advertisers on twitter may not agree with you um why not just say hey i think this you can tell me we can talk about it over there you yeah can you can be quiet plans, yeah well, let's pause again. yeah you can you can be quiet about it you can i mean you can whisper it you can write it in your secret journal but why tell other human beings about it and again it's, there's this double standard of like well what if people who buy teslas don't like it in other words you know what if we punish you financially for your opinions are you still going to have them 
to which you look at like Bud Light or any of these things where it's like, okay, the vast majority of their customers vehemently disagree with their approach to advertising or the, the opinions they express. Vast majority, just huge amount of people. How is it treated when those customers go, hey, why is this corporation forcing views down our throat that we don't agree with? It's Bud Light comes under attack from the latest outrage in the rights culture war nonsense, right? It's just like if you don't like what the corporations are saying, because that's not even an individual. It's different when it's an individual just going, look, this is my opinion. This is what I'm saying. When you have an entire executive board and the advertising agencies and millions of dollars into an ad campaign to push an idea on the American people and they go, hey, we don't like this. Well, then suddenly it's right-wing culture war attacks on the transgender community. He's allowed to say what he thinks. He's allowed to say – Opinions, especially about despicable, world-destroying, lifelong criminal Nazi collaborator scumbags like George Soros. Do people disagree with that? Then they're bad people also. Why would you want them as customers in the first place? Anybody who loves George Soros should be prevented from owning anything ever. They should be in jail. Let's go back to, uh, again, the interrogation as he – and, of course, it's always couched, and we'll show you more. It's always couched in like, this is for your own sake. You know, I'm looking out, out for you. I want your company to do well. So shut up. Stop sharing your opinions. Be silent on the topics we tell you to be silent about because we love you and we want what's best for you. Just It's just – it's worse than tyranny. It's worse than just like shut up or I'll beat you up. It's worse than a jackboot on your neck. This smiling Dolores Umbridge, it's for your own good. You need to be quiet now. In fact, I, I have a thing here from uh, Joey Politano where he tweets the Elon Musk exchange about Soros. And he says Elon's going down a very, very dark place. He's going down to a dark place. Now he's criticizing George Soros. He's not descending into some sort of realm of hatred that you have to rescue him from. We get it. We get it. You want him to shut up about the Jewish guy. We understand. We understand. It's not that complicated. You're not tricking anybody. But they have to do this. They have to couch it in like the he's going to a dark place and we want to rescue him from himself. You know, all these little soft words and these little twinky weirdos with their limp wrists saying how much they care about you. You know, just picture the, the jackbooted thug putting a bayonet to your forehead and pulling the trigger. That's who they are. For real, that's who they are. Don't let their, their soft NPR voice fool you. These people are despicable tyrants who are trying to weaponize your own empathy to silence you. So do what Elon does. Tell him to stuff it. Let's go back. I mean, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. You absolutely are, but I'm trying to understand why you do because you have to know it's got a. There, it puts you in a in the middle of a, the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a lightning rod for criticism. You're the one who's at fault. We attack you, and it's your fault. He's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely. I'm I'm like I'm like a (laughs) pro-Semite. If anything, (laughs) I I believe that probably is the case. Why would you even introduce the idea? Why would you introduce that? Why would you – pause real quick. Why would you introduce that idea? In other words – let me just rephrase this real quick. Why would you risk us attacking you, right? We're attacking you. We're calling you an anti-Semite. I'm going to couch it in language that sounds like I'm not. I don't think you're – but a lot of people do think you're an anti-Semite. Why? Because you criticize George Soros. Why would you open yourself up to that? 
translation here. Why would you criticize a Jewish person when you know they're going to attack you for it? Right? George Soros is not the Jews. He is not representative of, I would argue, even a, a sizable percentage of the Jews. The man literally loaded Jews onto train cars to send them to camps in Germany. Oh, but this is the guy that you can't criticize or else the media will attack you. So why even put yourself – why even risk that? Why risk criticizing one of us when you know that we're going to attack you for it? Why put yourself at that risk of us attacking you? Let's see what Elon says. Case. I, I mean, it looks, we don't want to make this a George Soros interview. No, um, God, no. I don't, so, I don't want to uh, at all. But I'm – what I'm trying – even came up though in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets – hurt the company are there tesla owners who say i don't agree with his political position because and i know it because he shares so much of it or are there advertisers on twitter that linda yaccarina will come and say you gotta stop man or you know i can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet you know, i'm reminded of uh, the, the, the scene in The Princess Bride, great movie, great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father, and he says, offer me money, offer me power, I don't care. So you just don't care. You, you can't want to be bought what you is have what he's saying. Say. I'll say what I don't want to say. And if, 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 uh, if the consequence of that is losing. The consequence of that is losing when he doesn't care. Prepare to die. Now. Offer me money. Yes. Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please. Offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> One of the best scenes to ever be put to film, in my opinion. I feel like that guy, right? I want my country back, you sons of bitches. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy, Turbo Force Plus. Now in a canister, stronger and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Broth, sold out for over two years. Just didn't get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. Infowarstore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. Bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, Infowarstore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. Infowarstore.com. Tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. It really is a most interesting time to be alive. You've got 
revelations about the full spectrum conspiracy that took place at the top of the Biden administration with cooperation from the CIA, the FBI, and others to frame Donald Trump for a Russian hoax. It's been just laid out perfectly clear, black and white, undeniable at this point. Of course, the liars and the schemers and the scumbags are still lying about it, obviously. Same time, you have the open treason taking place with the coordinated invasion of this country, cooperation of international bodies such as the UN and other various NGOs. Now is the time for somebody like Elon Musk to rise to his purpose, and he seems to be doing just that. We've gone out to clip number 31. Here's another clip from his CNBC interview, which I, I may have to interrupt partway through this. So be prepared. Here's Elon Musk being asked about conspiracy theories. You know, you do some tweets that seem to be or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories. Well, yes, but I mean, honestly, you know, some of these conspiracy theories uh, have turned out to be true. Which ones? Well, like the, the oh, oh. Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, this, this, that, that was my cue. That was my cue. <laughs> Hunter Biden laptop, absolutely proven beyond any reasonable doubt. We were told for years it was a Russian fabrication. This was a letter signed by 55 of the intelligence agencies. That is a conspiracy theory. They conspired together to tell a lie to the American people to rig an election to cover up for the criminal activity for their preferred candidate. That's a conspiracy that took place, and that was proven without beyond any reasonable doubt because Hunter Biden himself sued over the laptop, confirming its reality once and for all, just like what happened with the Ashley Biden diary where she said, I'm scared to take a shower because my dad comes in every time I do, so now I have to take showers in the middle of the night so he can't sneak in and molest me. Basically, you know, I'm not verbatim, but that's essentially what she says, and she sued over that diary again confirming its factuality but that's not the only ones of course just to off the top of my head the brief list would go something like the uh, trump russia witch hunt conspiracy theory the vaccine damage and efficacy of masks and the effect of lockdowns and the covid origin source and of course jeffrey epstein having a sex trafficking intelligence operation, uh, JFK assassination, the misuse of the Patriot Act, uh, the Iraq war, the weapons of mass destruction, the war in Ukraine, the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline, the open border migration caravans, the climate change scam, chemtrails and HARP and 9-11 being an inside job and the Internet of Things surveillance grid and PFAs and chemicals in the water turning everyone gay and the 2020 election being stolen and January 6th being filled with undercover feds and Bilderberg and Bohemian Grove and global government, not to mention gain of function research and the threat of China and collapsing birth rates and defund the police and George Soros and mail-in ballots and big tech censorship and disinformation agencies and Obama's birth certificate and, and probably some others I can't think of right now. I mean, so a few of them. I guess a couple of them have been true. I guess, you know, except for like flat earth and aliens, I guess all of them, like all of them have been proven true at this point. So why are you still calling them conspiracy theories? Why are you not calling them what they are? Conspiracies. They are Lies told by a huge number of people who know the truth but spread the lie because they intend to use the lie to get themselves more power, more money, destroy their enemies, whatever it is. It's a conspiracy, and the, the big secret about all of this is it's all one conspiracy. These aren't disseparate events by different people. It's all the same people doing the same thing over and over 
and over again. The same people that got us into Iraq got us into Ukraine. The same people that overthrew Ukraine in a coup got us into war with Russia and are spending hundreds of billions of our dollars to perpetuate that. The same people over and over and over again. The same person that crashed the British pound and made billions is now opening the border and funding our DAs to the tunes of tens of millions and driving our murder rates into the stratosphere. It's the same people over and over again every time. Conspiracy theories aren't true. The conspiracy exists. And the more these scumbags like this interview are covered. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks. Again, you know, I know we have other stuff to talk about here, but this Elon conversation just runs the gamut. I mean, it spans the whole spectrum from censorship and free speech and, you know, Twitter and you know the the ability for us to have a public square where we can actually express ourselves to George Soros to anti-Semitism to I, I mean just all of these things are like encapsulated in in this conversation. So I do want to spend just a few more minutes on it before we welcome uh, Laura Loomer to talk about what she's discovered about Ron DeSantis. I mean there are some some other big stories that we'll have to get to. So I'll try to finish up here quickly because more and more and more reactions to the Durham report are coming out and they're kind of hilarious. Uh, Oh yeah. By the way, when you're talking about George Soros, well, let's start with this. David Sachs says this, George Soros has been so uniquely destructive to law and order in American cities that there's a name for the carnage he's wrought, Soros DAs. His organization described his strategy to Politico in 2016 article saying it would change the law, not by going through legislatures as you're supposed to, but rather by buying underfunded DA elections. His DAs would then change the law through the abuse of prosecutorial discretion. That lays it out perfectly. That's exactly what's happening. We've talked about this on InfoWars since before it even got started. As soon as he announced it, we were on this, telling people this is what he was going to do. There's a problem, though, in that you can't counteract it without either making what he's doing illegal by, I don't know, kicking him out of the country. Like that would be an easy – like he's not not American in any way, shape, or form, doesn't believe in America, doesn't contribute anything to America, wasn't born in America, doesn't even consider himself American. Why is he allowed to micromanage our elections? It's insane, absurd, ridiculous, and an actual existential threat to our entire governmental system. Why we allow it to continue is a very anti-Semitic question. But the only way you can stop this is with an equal and opposite force, right? What are you going to do if George Soros comes into your small town, your little county in in wherever, Iowa, Idaho, Illinois, and he drops $2 million into your DA race? What are you going to do? I mean he buys up all the ads. He's got posters. He's got street teams. He buses in people from outside to work as volunteers to go door knocking. The only way to combat that is by spending another $2 million because – for if you're in a small town, you think you can scrape together two million dollars from people who are just struggling to get by? Think if everybody you know dug in their pockets and gave a thousand bucks, maybe it would reach up to George Soros's level, and they can't afford that. And it, you know, they can't afford it. Like, what are they supposed to do? So you know, maybe you know, I love what Elon's doing with uh, Twitter, but if he wants to combat George Soros, he's got to become George Soros. But for the good guys, he's got to take the same strategy. 
and form massive non-governmental organizations to counteract. Like he needs an open society foundation of his own where you're, you're paying the salaries of tens of thousands of people to work endlessly eight hours a day, five days a week to combat this attack because they have people working five days a week, eight hours a day, paid high salaries with very deep connections to the media and the intelligence agencies and everything else. They get paid to work exclusively on perpetuating his agenda. So to combat that, you need an equal and opposite force to combat that. Now, Elon Musk's response to this was perfectly said. Among other things, Soros astutely identified a massive arbitrage point uh, opportunity in district attorney's elections where a relatively small amount of money has outsized influence. Soros's instructions to his pet prosecutors were essentially to minimize prosecuting even violent criminals. That's why a criminal, somebody who's already stabbed his roommate, could brutally assault Dave Chappelle on stage with that same deadly weapon and yet receive merely a misdemeanor. So there he explains exactly how it goes and he you know, backs it up with a real life example of this. And just, uh, you know, Obviously, in response to this, again, I'll, I'll say it again, right? George Soros doing evil things doesn't make anybody anti-Semitic. Talking about George Soros doing evil things doesn't make anybody anti-Semitic because we all understand that one person of an ethnicity or a race is not representative of the entire race or ethnicity. We aren't that petulant or, or uh, you know, group-minded, identitarian kind of uh, ideas. Now, other people are. A lot of other people are. I mean, they do it all the time, right? Some psychopath shoots up a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, and suddenly all white people are to blame. It's, it's insane and ridiculous. Uh, some dictator of Germany 70 years ago gets defeated by us, the Americans, and now we're to blame for what that guy did. I mean, we get it. You love collectivizing people. Typically, Americans don't do that. We don't see somebody criticizing George Soros and think, ah, Soros did this, therefore all Jews are guilty of it. That's not the way America operates, at least not how it used to operate. That's changing very rapidly uh, because of people like Jonathan Greenblatt. And so then when Jonathan Greenblatt and the ADL and, uh, by the way, the finance minister of Israel also come out in defense of George Soros, then maybe we're dealing with a bigger problem than we realized. Israel FM blast Musk over Twitter anti-Semitism after Soros' tweet. So again, so he just loves George Soros? Like what? 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Jonathan Greenblatt says, Soros is often held up by the far right using anti-Semitic tropes as a source of the world's problems. This, again, is like, okay, you're trying to make us look ridiculous. You're trying to expand what we're saying into something we're not saying and then pointing to that and saying what a ridiculous idea yeah we never said he's the source of all the world's problems you look at the problems that he is the direct source of and you say this is a problem right you go soros donates to da's who don't solve the crime problem crime gets worse this is george soros's fault and they go oh wow so george soros is just the source of all of your problems all over the world no we said he is the one who is the finance power behind the total and absolute destruction of the judicial system in this country because he is. You write articles about it yourself. You just celebrate it. You like it. See, that's the way this works. If you talk about what George Soros does in a positive light, you're good to go. You're fine. You're great. If you talk about what George Soros does in the exact same words but say you don't like it, now you're an anti-Semite and you know, the ADL is going to come after you for it. Regardless of intent – 
feed this segment, comparing him to a Jewish supervillain claiming Soros, quote, hates humanity, is not just distressing, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It will embolden extremists who've already, who already contrive anti-Jewish conspiracies and have tried to attack Soros and Jewish communities as a result. Oh no, poor George Soros. Poor George Soros, he just, you know, he's had such a hard life from his childhood, loading Jews into trains to gas them in Germany, to crashing the British pound and making billions of dollars. Won't you just leave him alone? Now, again, you look at the DA stuff and like that's the stuff everybody's talking about, obviously, because that's what he is proudly you're responsible for you don't even have to go back that far i mean you can go back to the 90s where he is um well hell you can go back to the 40s when he's a literal nazi collaborator unrepentant by the way unrepentant nazi collaborator this is the 60 minutes interview that i'm sure you've all seen where they say so do you regret being a nazi collaborator and he's like "Mm, no (laughs) nope i'm not not in the slightest it was fun it's just like so it's just completely insane that this is the guy again you've got jews i guarantee you you have jews today whose family members were loaded onto trains by george soros probably being told they're anti-semitic for criticizing george soros it is the most backwards ridiculous thing you can possibly imagine but let's just take a look back at i don't know three years ago when george soros in april 20 uh, on april 20th 2020 says the eu should issue perpetual bonds See, when COVID-19 swept across the globe and the manufactured, gain-of-function, bioengineered weapon was released on the people of the world, and even though it was hardly worse than the flu, the entire economy shut down and people were suffering and jobs were being lost and taxes were being raised and money was being printed to make up for the policies that these people implemented. People were worried about the economic situation. George Soros came along with a brilliant idea, perpetual bondage. Hey, I know. How about we give you the money that we invented and made up out of thin air and then you never repay the money. You just pay us percentages on what we lent you forever without ever paying off the uh, uh, main part of the debt perpetual bonds he suggested that back in 2020 he literally named them perpetual bonds like perpetual bondage like you'll never pay this off how about you just enslave yourselves to us forever we're the good guys and if you criticize us you hate jews anybody falling for this anymore in the early 1900s certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that 
He's getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We'll be welcoming Laura Loomer very shortly to talk about Ron DeSantis. We'll move on. We'll move on from Elon Musk. I mean, I know it's just the biggest story in the world right now. I know it's just the richest man in the world, you know, setting himself up as an alternative to the current power structure and talking about everything from George Soros to the ADL. And there's articles and everything from the ruling. So, But we'll move on. We'll move on. Don't worry. There's other stuff to talk about, too. This story, I think, is sort of a perfect encapsulation of the modern media landscape, dishonest and just on its face, ridiculous way it covers, especially things that Republicans care about or things that they claim Republicans care about. I mean, you saw it in the Elon Musk interview when it's just like – it's always portrayed it's there's only one way these things are portrayed right if republicans care about something it's an attack it's republicans it's an attack it's a conspiracy theory it's uh, another you know cult leader nonsense when it's just like it's just normal people being like my child is suffering because of your policy please stop it and it becomes what's behind the rise of republican where's the dark money coming from that's inspiring mothers to care about their children ridiculous but it's continuous and i don't know how people can't see through it honestly it makes me lose faith in humanity when they can be this blatant and obvious about their subversive backwards coverage but they just do it This is the headline. Just get a load of this. New Jersey. We can't let GOP weaponize New Jersey's dead whales. I I mean that alone, you should understand everything you need to know about this story, right? Whales are washing up dead on New Jersey's shore in massive numbers, numbers unseen in all of history. So what happens? You go, wow, why are all these whales dying? This is a unique event. That probably has a cause of some sort. Let's take a look at changes that have been made. Hmm, it turns out the only major change that's occurred in recent history is the fact that you started building wind farms in the places where these whales lived and swam, and now they're washing up dead. Hey, maybe it's the wind farms. Maybe we should double check and make sure that something's not killing these whales as a consequence of your building the wind farms. So we don't want the whales to die let's maybe take a look at what is looking to be the biggest cause of killing them and maybe let's not do the thing that's killing them this according to the liberals is the gop's weaponizing dead whales they're weaponizing them now right so if it's a consequence of their policy 
that has a negative effect, you can't talk about it or else you're now weaponizing something. You're now attacking them. You are now a part of some conspiracy theory they've come up with that says you don't actually care about the whales. You don't actually care about environmentalism. You don't actually care that their policy is doing huge, irreparable damage to human beings and nature. You're just using it because you don't like windmills for no reason. See, they have to make your position absurd. They have to make your position some just nonsense, absurd position that makes no sense. They just throw that. They put that on you. They go, you don't actually care about whales dying. You just needlessly hate windmills for no reason. And so you've, you've come up with this idea that whales are dying in order to stop the windmills that you don't like because they literally picture Republicans as the bad guys from 80s movies who just do things that are mean because they like being mean. And they constantly, constantly project that image and people actually believe it and buy it. What's killing the whales, and can we stop it, please? Is this that complicated? This is from Coastal News Today. New Jersey summers always include the pods of dolphins and whales jumping out of the water together. Now they're returning deceased on our shorelines. These events are devastating, but since have morphed into a ploy against new offshore wind development. That's killing them, I should add. Yes, it it does appear to be the offshore wind farm development that is killing these animals, Is it a ploy when we say this is killing whales? Stop doing this. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. But they say the biggest threat to whales is climate change. So we have to build the windmills that are killing them to fight the climate change. Just like we have to save the earth and uh, because, you know, burning coal is destroying nature and destroying the earth so we have to stop burning coal we're going to cut down old growth forests in british columbia instead burn the trees after we ship them across the atlantic ocean in gas-powered ships we're going to burn those in the coal plants and then say we've had a zero emission electricity generation because we burned the trees instead of the coals this is how utterly and completely ridiculous every single one of these climate change programs are But they call – they say you're engaged in a ploy and a scheme and you're a liar and you're weaponizing the damage that they're doing. The GOP is weaponizing forests by saying don't cut them down. New Jersey – here's the actual story from New York Post. New Jersey Republicans want wind farm construction halted for 60 days amid surge in whales deaths – whale deaths. This is the actual story. How it's interpreted is Republicans weaponize dead whales – to fight wind farms what it actually is is people like we think these wind farms are killing whales maybe we should look into it brief pause on construction while we investigate what's going on but this is absurd to them this is ridiculous the gop just with a very reasonable calm normal suggestion of like you started doing something whales started dying let's double check to make sure it wasn't your fault you're not killing these whales you know they can't just tell you what republicans are actually doing they need to make it sound ridiculous and absurd new jersey republicans want wind farm construction off the garden state's coast halted for up to two months citing concerns over a growing number of whale deaths gop lawmakers said wednesday uh, during a wednesday hearing that the state should stop efforts to build offshore wind turbines and track whether the number of whales deaths decreased during that time saying we've heard from experts today and yesterday how the surge in whale deaths in recent months along the new jersey shore coincided with the start of wind farm surveys uh, survey work in our waters we also heard how the unusual mortality event that the noaa has been tracking along the east coast since 2016 has coincided with work on the wind farms off the coast of rhode island there certainly seems to be enough evidence 
to warrant a pause in wind farm development to conduct a more thorough investigation. So the question is like why don't they care? Like why don't they care? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no damn sense at all. Just every single time. It's like it's so obvious it's hard to express. It's one of those things, right? It's so obvious. It's so overt. It's so in your face that it's hard to like explain because if you don't get it, I'm not sure there's anything I can say to make you get it. They do something that causes damage. You say let's not do that thing. They say you're weaponizing. So what they're doing is weaponizing the climate change agenda to do things that have hugely negative consequences, whether it's spraying sulfur dioxide into the air and giant weather balloons to block out the sun or chopping down entire forests to burn them so they don't have to use coal or shutting down nuclear power plants to rely on Russian energy. Nothing they do make any sense at all, even in the slightest. Why are they so insistent on it? Why do they insist on doing things that have negative consequences? And why do they then have to lie in order to try to frame the people who are combating these negative outcomes as somehow dishonest and working for the oil companies who are so scared of windmills on the ocean. Nobody cares about windmills. They don't actually produce that much electricity. Even to create them cost significantly more carbon than they will ever produce in their lifetime. Windmills themselves are a crock of crap when it comes to whether they actually affect the CO2 emissions. And on top of that, the CO2 emissions aren't the thing causing global warming if global warming is even happening, which isn't sure. So it's just lie upon lie with these people, and they do not care what damage they cause in pursuit of their madness. They will continue doing it, and they'll call you crazy for trying to stop them. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news. Today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Infowars.com, band.video. Of course, you go to infowarsstore.com to support everything that we do here. I am joined by Laura Loomer, well-known independent investigative journalist. You can find it at loomerd.com and on Substack at lauralumer.substack.com. She also has a YouTube, Laura Loomerd, and a Twitter, of course, at Laura Loomer. Thanks so much for coming on today, Laura. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, very happy to have you. I mean, you have to be one of the hardest working people in the right wing media sphere that I've ever met. I know it from firsthand from, you know, coming and documenting your uh, Twitter protest years ago and just seeing you work behind the scenes. So just it's like an extremely small team. It's basically just you just dominating headlines across the world. It really is incredible. Last week you were on about the George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg election stealing conference. What's the latest that you have for us? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it ties right in with what you're talking about, right? Uh, it's no secret that George Soros is playing an overwhelming uh, influence in our elections here uh, in the United States, but also elections abroad. And one of the ways that they do this is through, you know, various uh, different organizations that like to disguise themselves as nonprofit organizations that, you know, focus on either voting rights research or elections research, and they claim to be nonpartisan. But obviously, we know from looking at the founders of these organizations and their board members and the people who associate with them, that they aren't, you know, the furthest thing from being uh, nonpartisan, and they're actually radical leftist activists. And the conference that uh, I exposed last week in Washington, D.C., uh, was hosted by a group called uh, CEIR. And that, of course, was founded by David Becker, who is a radical leftist activist who uh, once worked with Pew Charitable Trust, which, of course, is tied in with George Soros. And so I bring this up because this organization received $69.5 million from Mark Zuckerberg in the 2020 election season to influence our elections in key states. And they did this, of course, by uh, influencing uh, Dropbox locations. Right. And so at this conference, uh, we just released a lot of videos. I have a new one coming out today. Uh, we confronted uh, some of the most notorious elections officials uh, in the country who were attending this conference, uh, some of which claimed to be Republicans themselves, like Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, his attorney uh, Ryan Germany, who, of course, uh, is known for being on the infamous phone call uh, that was uh, illegally recorded. I'm referring to the phone call with President Trump and the Georgia Secretary of State's uh, office. We know that Florida is a two-party consent state, but of course, nobody has faced any ramifications or consequences for what they've done because, you know, we live in an unjust society. You had an amazing show yesterday where you were talking about this. I watched your show and you were just talking about how you know, we we have treason that's being committed in our country by these elected officials and our law enforcement agencies, and yet nobody's going to jail. Right. And the same can be said of our elections officials, literally committing acts of treason out in the open, attending a conference funded by Zuckerberg, whose you know Chinese wife. Uh, and I mentioned the fact that she's Chinese because, of course, you know all these other countries, our adversaries have uh, have a stake in watching our elections become manipulated because they benefit from our weak foreign policy and weak uh, national security and open borders. So you can play some of those clips for your audience. Again, people can also watch the videos on my site and on my Twitter, but uh, you see they run away, they're cowards, because once you confront them, uh, they have nothing to say. They talk a big talk when they're on CNN, you know, talking a bunch of crap about Donald Trump, but they run scared when you put a camera in their face. No, 100%. Uh, and I'm honestly surprised more people didn't pick up your story about the uh, election conference. I've seen no, I think I saw one article on, I believe it was Epoch Times covered it, but that's basically the only coverage I've seen other than on InfoWars and, and from you at, at Loomer.com of this massive, just open conspiracy taking place as they come together. And like, what could they even be talking about that would be not remote, like at least seemingly treasonous like what are they getting together to discuss about elections that isn't them manipulating elections like 
that's the only purpose they could possibly getting together for, and yet nobody's covering it. Where is Fox News on this? Where is Daily Wire on this? Like, why are they not concerned about what happened in 2020 happening again in 2024? Well, of course, uh, Republicans benefit from voter fraud just as much as Democrats. And we know that in order to carry out the biggest crime of the century and the election heist of uh, 2020, uh, there was Republican participation as too. So these Republican officials and the mainstream media elitists at Fox News who have openly stated that, and this is a direct quote, you can see it yourself, made an entire video about it on my channel. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News, who owns Wall Street Journal, who owns uh, New York Post and HarperCollins Publishing said that he wants to make Donald Trump a non-person. Right. So why would they why would they highlight this when they have specifically said that they're going to be campaigning against Donald Trump and making sure that they sabotage his 2024 election chances. So, you know, like the conservatives are really dropping the ball. Uh, you don't see any initiative or any even any lawsuits for that matter filed by the GOP to combat uh, big tech this is now also uh, a violation of Georgia law. Uh, four days prior to this conference, uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who's a Republican and also anti-Trump, he signed a law uh, which bans Zuckerbucks for use. So if taxpayer funds were used to then send Brad Raffensperger and the general counsel for the Georgia Secretary of State's office to this conference, this election fortification conference funded by Zuckerberg four days later, then technically speaking, uh, Georgia taxpayers' money is being used uh, to, you know, yeah, coordinate with Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's technically going to be funded by Mark Zuckerberg. So is anybody going to be held accountable? Is there going to be an ethics violation filed against Raffensperger? <laughs> you know, these are the things that the Republican Party and all these local GOPs in these various states uh, should be addressing. You have Carrie Lake's uh, trial that's ongoing right now. We confronted Adrian Fontes, the Arizona Secretary of State. This is a guy who refers to Trump supporters as MAGA fascists. If you were a Trump supporter in Arizona, where I was born and raised, actually, would you really trust your vote to be counted or your election to be fair with Trump being on the ballot in 2024, knowing that the secretary of state calls Trump supporters MAGA fascists? This is the same Arizona secretary of state who was a lawyer for the cartels involved in the fast and furious operation that resulted in the death of Border Patrol officer Brian Terry. So these are bad people. These are unethical people. And I'm waiting right now for the video to load because it just finished uh, exporting right before uh, I hopped on this interview. But uh, you'll be able to watch that video of us confronting Adrian Fontes. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Laura Lumer because that's, like I said right now, it's literally uploading as we speak. So, um, and the rest of the videos, you need to see these. Trump, President Trump even shared my video confronting Brad Raffensperger. So uh, President Trump is uh, a fan of this work. He's seen it himself. It was the topic of conversation at the CNN Town Hall in New Hampshire last week. And of course, you know, that's a conflict of interest. CNN, Harrison, never disclosed the fact that just two days prior to ambushing Donald Trump on stage with a question about um, Brad Raffensperger and the infamous phone call in Georgia in January 2021, that they were actually with Brad Raffensperger two days at this CEIR summit. So they weren't reporting on the summit. They were actively participating in a panel with Georgia, Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger and the Trump impeachment manager, Jamie Raskin.
it's it's just so absurd i mean you talk about a tangled web it just gets worse and worse as we move forward and you know as as you're pointing out and as i pointed out yesterday i mean the the biggest struggle about this is that like we don't even we don't need new laws we don't need like a revolution to set things right it's like if they would just enforce the laws as they're written when it comes to the election the mail-in ballots were all imposed completely outside of the rule of law they were not voted on by the legislature the secretary of state across the board did not have a right to say we now have mail-in ballot elections without any safety precautions whatsoever and and as you point out like going to this uh a conference may have very well been illegal for the uh, Georgia officials so like what do we have to do to just get the laws that are on the books enforced that's that would save the country wouldn't it Laura it would but we've been screaming that from the rooftops forever right so they could have addressed this years ago with big tech you know look I'm in favor of repealing section 230 uh, but the fact of the matter is is that these companies have been carrying out acts of treason and aiding and abetting terrorist organizations and breaking other laws that could have otherwise been enforced by lawmakers uh, and our Justice Department here in this country. Uh, But they have refused to. I mean, yeah, sure, we could always create new legislation, but there's enough on the books already to put these criminals in prison. Yeah, more laws that won't get enforced. We'll be right back. More with Laura Loomer. We'll get into DeSantis on the other side. I have been in a 28 marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 million people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen laura loomer is with me on twitter at laura loomer same on uh, youtube except there's a ed at the end laura loomerd and that's her website as well loomerd.com loomerd.com is where you can go to support her she's also on substack at 
lauraloomer.substack.com. Uh, we're going to talk about a video that you you dug up of, of Ron DeSantis and talk about your work sort of opposing Ron DeSantis and where some of that's gone. I want to get into that shortly, but I do want to just touch on the topic that we've been discussing for the first half of this program, which is George Soros and anti-Semitism. Elon Musk really just, he kicked the hornet's nest by saying, Soros reminds me of Magneto. That statement has now been condemned by the ADL to the finance minister of Israel. There's articles on every site calling him an anti-Semite. I just want to get your take on this. Is is he a, an, a virulent Nazi for saying that uh, Soros hates humanity and is trying to destroy America? No, and look, I'll go I'll go a step further and say I'm Jewish myself, and George Soros is a Jewish Nazi by his own admission. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe these you know self hating leftist Jews over at the ADL they should just watch the video himself. I'm sure you you guys can find it. There's a video of Soros. I think it's on 60 Minutes or yeah. one of shows on CBS where he says one of the best times of his life is when he was a young boy and he helped the Nazis confiscate property from the Jews. And he said he doesn't even believe in God. So um, he's not even a practicing Jew. He's an atheist, first of all. And he is a Nazi sympathizer. He's a capo. So I think that Elon Musk's uh, analysis of it is spot on. And look, we know that the ADL is a ridiculous organization. I personally think they should be designated as a terrorist organization because of the way that they, you know, carry out terroristic actions against the First Amendment and people's free speech rights. Uh, but, you know, these are the same people that have no problem with, uh, you know, groups like CARE or, for example, people like Linda Sarsour and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, who they run cover for because they're Democrats. And so, the ADL doesn't care about anti-Semitism. In fact, I would say that the ADL is one of the largest exporters of anti-Semitism because of their actions against free speech. And so, of course, people are going to be like critical of Jews when they see this Jewish organization that is trying to strip everybody of their free speech rights. And so I don't think that there's uh, a, you know, any issue with saying that. They, they attacked Elon Musk even prior to his comments about George Soros when he was first giving accounts back and they were trying to blame uh, what they call a rise in anti-Semitism on Elon Musk. But when you look at it, you only see these spikes in so-called anti-Semitism when you have groups like the ADL announcing, hey, look over here, we just formed this partnership with, with YouTube and we just formed this partnership with Google and Facebook and we're gonna be cracking down as fact checkers to silence you and destroy your livelihood and call you a white supremacist even if you're a Jew yourself. So we can't really take anything the ADL says seriously. They have a serious credibility issue and like I said, um, I think that their actions are terroristic. I, I completely agree. Could not agree more. And I mean, they just they use anti-Semitism, I guess, to like scare normal Jews into going along with them. I mean, they're just they're weaponizing this claim in the most perverse way you can imagine to actually run cover for somebody who was literally a Nazi collaborator. I mean, it, it is beyond description how they use this. But would you would you agree with that that they basically use anti-Semitism as a weapon to bludgeon people into submission to their democratic liberal nonsense policies? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's another clip that we're going to be releasing this coming week. There's just so much footage of me actually chasing Becker uh, down the street. I literally chased him down the street for an entire mile, just followed him across the street. Um, and it's like a marathon. My God. That's David um, David Becker uh, during the election conference. 
think leftist was an Olympic sport, I'd be a, I'd be a, (laughs) (laughs) but David Becker in his book said, oh yeah, like it's anti-Semitic. It's an anti-Semitic trope to say that Soros and Zuckerberg stole the election. That's really anti-Semitic. And anybody who says this should be condemned. So I have his book in my hand and I'm chasing him down the street and I'm like, hey, so you said that it's anti-Semitic for me to call out these Jewish leftists for stealing our election. So am I some Nazi Jew? Because I'm Jewish myself and I'm telling you that these Jews, these Jewish billionaires influenced our elections. (laughs) And he had nothing to say because when you have actual Jews who agree with that sentiment, and trust me, there's a lot of them, like, yeah, the ADL is the loudest one out there because they're the ones being amplified by these big tech executives. But if you speak to people in ZOA or you speak to people at Chabad or you talk to some of these more right-wing Jews in America and even Israel, they'll tell you that that these leftists are self-hating Jewish Nazis. Yeah. So no, this that's is the- not some kind of anti-Semitic trope. This is rhetoric that is widely used and agreed upon within the Jewish community itself. It's it's so ironic, it's hard to even fathom that by you criticizing George Soros, who was an actual Jewish Nazi, they call you a Jewish person a Nazi. It's just, it's as backwards as you can possibly imagine. I wish we had more time with you. I know I know uh, we don't have too much time now, so I want to get into Ron DeSantis because uh, you've been working very uh, diligently to prevent Ron DeSantis from portraying himself falsely as the uh, inheritor of the MAGA movement and as uh, Donald Trump's superior. I have never seen this as a legitimate uh, claim of his. I think he is a plant of the Bushes and the establishment to try to co-opt Trump's positions back into the establishment. What's the latest from Ron DeSantis uh, that you've uncovered? Yeah, look, I I would agree with you. And, uh, you know, it's very effective. Uh, That's what, uh, you know, caught President Trump's attention. It's why President Trump wanted to hire me originally is because of my exposés into Ron DeSantis. And look, uh, there's this issue in Florida where the media is scared of losing access. So you see a lot of Florida reporters are too scared to actually hold Ron DeSantis accountable because his staff are so vindictive. Mm. They will literally strip you of your press credential uh, if you ask a critical question or you bring light or attention to something unethical that the governor has said or an inconsistency. There's countless examples of that happening so far on this shadow uh, presidential campaign, um, you know, book tour, as he wants to Mm, call it. mm -hmm. So uh, yesterday and, you know, the day before, obviously, we know that Trump was vindicated and everybody who became a victim of the Russia collusion hoax like Roger Stone and General Flynn were vindicated as well because John Durham said it's essentially a hoax that was concocted by our crooked FBI. He didn't say it in those words, but you read between the lines and we all see what happened. What we've all been saying, right? The conspiracy theorists are right again. So I found this clip of Ron DeSantis on CNN from several years ago, actually agreeing with CNN and saying that General Flynn should be investigated over these, you know, Russia collusion accusations. So, you know, Ron DeSantis likes to present himself as this America first fighter and Uh, the heir apparent to Donald Trump and I guess the answer to our country's crisis right now. But he's a deep state plant. This is a guy who's a product of the military industrial complex. He uh, got his political career started as a federal and military prosecutor under the Bush administration uh, in the Navy, where he oversaw torture at Guantanamo Bay. And this is, of course, when the Patriot Act was first being 
um, introduced to our society and our country. And we know that the Patriot Act, which they said was going to be used to combat terrorists and jihadists and, you know, is Islamic terrorists all around our country and around the world, uh, has been weaponized against conservative Americans. And so <laughs> it's not the Patriot Act in the sense that it was, you know, used to combat terrorism. It's the Patriot Act in the sense that it's, you know, established to go after and hunt down American patriots. And I think it's really interesting that uh, the FBI has even said, oh, people who call themselves patriots or base, like those are terms that you need to watch out for being extremists. Right. And, um, right. They, they've, and they, they've said, uh, you know, they've said these are the new white supremacy icons, the new symbols of white supremacy. And it's like the Gadsden flag and like the yeah. Betsy Ross flag. I mean, it's absurd. Right. I, I want to go quickly to the video that you just referenced. It can be found on, on your Twitter and at Loomerd.com and, of course, on your Substack, LauraLoomer.substack.com. Let's go to this quick uh, clip. It's about 30 seconds long of Ron DeSantis on CNN years ago. Uh, Nunez is, is calling for an investigation into the leaking, but not into the, the Russia connections here. I wonder if you're in agreement with Senator uh, Rand Paul, who came out yesterday and said, I don't think it's useful to do investigation after investigation, particularly of your own party. He went on to say you're not going to get anything done like Obamacare, etc. Do you agree that, it, regardless of party, do you agree that that is a good frame of mind that is helpful to the American people to say maybe it's not the best thing to investigate our own party? No, our job is to investigate facts, and when there are legitimate issues like Flynn's conversations, we should get the truth for the American people. That's our job. Mm, yes, uh, very reasonable sounding uh, conclusion there. So, yeah, endorsing the investigation of General Flynn. Uh, don't have a lot of time, but what's your final words on this, Laura? Yeah, look. Uh, Ron DeSantis is definitely a plant for the bushes in the deep state, and this is why we have to resist aggressively uh, this Trojan horse operation that's being carried out uh, against the American people in the MAGA base. So uh, just be sure that you're following me. I drop stories every single week, breaking uh, a lot of election coverage and stories about uh, DeSantis hoping to bring his poll numbers to zero. So follow me uh, at Laura Loomer on Twitter, Gab, Getter, and True Social. And uh, subscribe to my Substack today. It's free, lauralumer.substack.com. Keep up the great work, uh, work, Laura. We love to have you on more often and for longer. We'll be right back with the third hour. Don't go anywhere, folks. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy. Turbo Force Plus. Now in a canister. Stronger and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com. Back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof. Sold out for over two years. Just didn't get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 Testosterone Boost, InfoWarsStore.com.